When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How, how was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. I got my my car was broken into. I know, man. I, yeah. I I didn't want to mention it in case you didn't want to mention it on the podcast. Mm. I'm going to track them down. Don't worry. Well, I was thinking maybe we can use this podcast to try and track down the the son of a bitch that that broke the window. Yeah. Uh, and use sort of our collective pool of knowledge and you know skills. There are probably people who listen to this who have a certain set of skills. We have doctors who listen. Skills. We have doctors who listen to this show. I'm sure they can do something. I will find you. Why doctors? Oh, you mean doctors like PhDs? Yeah. Not just medical doctors. No, they've got yeah. They, they're, they've got PhDs. That's smart thing. Yeah. Man. That's way smarter than what we have. I don't think I need those kind of smarts though. Oh no. I think I need street oh, smarts. Oh, street smarts. Yeah, you're so right. So people who didn't go to academic universities, they went to the Oxbridge. Of street life, I see. So I want, I, you know, I want someone who's been initiated into a gang, like mm-hmm. age nine, done some, you know, horrible drug running things, maybe rose to the top of that gang by fifteen, sixteen, saw the error of their ways, reformed, helped reform a bunch of people, and now is in that unique spot where they still have connections to the gang world, but they've also maybe got a think tank or a charity to help kids get out of that sort of life. Interesting. I think that's the person I need to find Yeah. to help me track down and tear off the people's fingernails who did this. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 like, that's just off the top of my head. I haven't picture, pictured this or visualised how I'm going to so get if, my own back. If you are a person who has that specific storyline... Yeah, because I'm not really interested in anyone else. No, yeah. if, you, if you got out of the game at 18, you probably... No, I don't, I don't think that works I as well. I think that's too long. Yeah, that's game. right, yeah. You'll, yeah. You can never get out of it then. Mm. It'll always be ingrained in you if you go into there as an adulthood. So yeah, so if you have do have that specific storyline, do get in touch because Ollie Davis needs your help. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to uh, mention when uh, talking about it. Glass is fun. <laughs> so, uh, so the what they real did, glass, not the film, which, it, it, yeah. which is which is far from fun. Uh, 
I, I heard a, a review that the, the review signed off with glass half full. <laughs> I thought that was a good. I good saw a line. review that called it a masterpiece. Hey, some people like it. Kermode is a big fan. I know. Mm. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. I think if you're a. I don't know. I, it's so pedestrian. Yeah. It's not terrible, though. No, it's just boring. Yeah. Arse, they should have called it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Um, so I go downstairs mm-hmm. in, it's an underground car park as well how is that not safer and there are loads of other why has Laurie just walked in well, hello Laurie hi there's going to be a fire alarm test when what, right now in like a minute oh, oh no, no. <laughs> and it's going to last 20 minutes what 20 minutes of uninterrupted fire alarm that's, that is what was said oh, well, that's going to make me cry <laughs> Maybe we Cheers, should, Laurie. Maybe, thank you, Laurie. Maybe we should abandon. Laurie's this dad thing. used to be a fireman. I wonder if he he just got that that information on the download. Yeah. Should we should we see what happens? <laughs> maybe it'll be delayed a bit. Maybe. Okay. Well, let, let's see what uh, happens. If then. if not, maybe you're only getting an intro today, folks. Yeah. Maybe. Qu- oh yeah. So quickly to wrap up the story, go downstairs. Someone has just smashed in the passenger window of the car door, just for a couple of quid. That's all that was taken from the car. Man. Three, four quid. Um, but I was like, oh, that sucks. But some of the glass is still kind of hanging from the inside of the rim. And I thought, that looks like it might fall. So I opened the door and I pushed it shut. And it, it felt so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, there's still a bit in there. I went round the other side of the car, opened the driver's seat door, closed that really hard, and it made... The small glass fall off on the other side. I did this for five minutes, covering up the crying inside. I was going to say, yeah, you've got to try and find your, your kick somehow. Uh, let's have this ruse of Hey Quitty from Tyler. Uh, greeting Luke, Ollie, and Laurie Brackets, not Randy. I work at a Dodge dealership outside of Chicago where I work as a porter. I'm sorry, I don't know what a porter does at a car dealership. Hmm. So he's, a, he's a, an old-style stout. Could be. Uh, on Thursday, I was uh, bringing in a new car into the service area when I heard a familiar voice. I turned around and discovered it was Aiden English in the waiting room of the <laughs> service area. I'm assuming you went, <clears throat> uh, Unfortunately, being a complete moron, I didn't want to bother him since he looked frustrated. Sorry I did not get a photo, but I was busy doing my job and I didn't want to get in trouble with my boss. Thanks for the great wrestling podcast. Keep up the consistent work. Stay swapped. I love that. I love wrestlers in very ordinary, mundane settings. Yes. Well, so Aiden English was buying a new car? No, getting his car serviced, I He's think. getting it serviced. Which I had to do the other week, and it's, it takes a long time. I was, I was sat in a pub for hours waiting for my car to be serviced because it was in Slough, and I couldn't, just, I couldn't go home because by the time I got home, I'd have had to come back out to go pick up my car again, and I couldn't be bothered with that. So I went to a pub that was a bar and grill but it was a fusion bar and grill, so it served all of your standard bar and grill stuff, like your burgers, your steaks, your things like that, but with an Indian twist. So it was a curry house, mm. but also a bar and grill. I'm always suspicious of places like that. There is one opening up down my street. I think you should master one. I just just do one. Yeah. So there was yeah. a pub down the end of my road called The Bell, which is a bit of a ropey pub as it was anyway. But it's been taken over now by a Green King, and they've got the posters up for it already. So it's, it's, it's called a Masala and Coal, I believe they call it. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, there's one opening up down the end of my road. Well, I'm going to have to get my car 
sorted out this weekend. That's yeah. my fun weekend. Oh, mate. I'm yeah, sorry. I've got carpet people coming on Saturday. Oh, that's cool. No, it isn't. <laughs> I just, it's all freaking carpet to me. This is very much a lady partner driven thing. Yeah, but carpet. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to try and pretend that it's good. Uh, this one comes in from Megan uh, talking about seeing wrestlers in very, you know, regular person situations. Mm. So, from Megan, I shared a bathroom with Jenny Rose at an ROH taping. However, I didn't realize this at the time, and I tried not to make eye contact with the heavily made up woman wearing a very frilly white shirt as I was washing my hands from a female pod swafter in the United States of America. Way, Thank they you very exist. much, Megan. Who is Jenny Frost? Uh, Jenny, F- no. What's her name? Sorry, Jenny Rose. Jenny Rose. Jenny Rose, wrestler. I'm not familiar with her. Googling things live <laughs> on air. So you said it like you did know her. Well, I was just reading out the email. <laughs> That's Jenny Rose. Uh, I can't say I've ever seen her. But it's one of those things. It's not like Ring of Honor has got a defined women's mm. division as of yet. It's the Women ve- of Honor. Yeah, it's very much in its embryotic stages. Where like, <laughs> I doubt is. I think it's not going to get out of that because it's going to become the all elite wrestling women's division because <laughs> pretty much they were like we need to do a women's division oh wwe signed everyone um i guess we can sort of put this tournament together oh no i think we've done this right and then it's not really been sort of like it doesn't really feel like it's been a featured part of ring no. of honor since no that's the best kind of things isn't it yeah when you feel like you have to do them because other places are doing it pretty uh, yeah, yeah. That, that pretty much feels like why uh why they decide why to do we it. do punishments <laughs> <laughs> oh we should talk about that oh the punishment video yeah, yeah. true love punishment video it was good fun wasn't it yeah it was fun to make if you are one of our pledge hammers over on patreon you can see the outtakes from that uh, from the shoot where we we filmed loads of extra stuff that did not make it into the video itself mm. like us on slides me accidentally punching you in the face in your cold cold face me um, trying to kiss you yeah exactly there's loads of stuff in the in the in the patreon exclusive video uh, but it was good fun i very much enjoyed it although that's one of the you're not supposed to enjoy it it's supposed to be a punishment i think there's a difference between enjoying something and like you know giving it your all like because we gave it our all that made me enjoy it mm. i didn't it's, but again i can't stress this enough i did not want to do it yeah you've got you've got to remember we have to come up with all the ideas for that uh, so like if we lose we have to do more work yep we love making videos but we've got we make quite a lot of videos as it is yeah it also so. delayed us because we then had to do extra work on friday because mm-hmm. we didn't have time to do it on thursday so you know it's got a knock-on effect uh we've got this quick email here from martin Harmon before we get into the show itself as a wrestle talk get better but not the sort of wrestle talk get better that we're sort of used to this comes in from martin hi luke ollie laurie but not Macho Man, Macho, <laughs> no, sorry, Nacho Man, Randy. Um, Martin, you might remember, is the guy that we I had the boring conversation with about bus routes at the yeah, Pro Show. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of a uh, lot of letters about people talking, uh, taking your advice about getting healthier and physical. These never resonate with me because I can't be asked to exercise. However, I did take some of your other advice the other day, which helped me with my overall well-being. My wife and I are looking to move house, but didn't know where to begin. I was inspired when you guys started talking about the Marie Kondo method and oh. really related to Luke when you said you have piles of CDs and DVDs. This is much like me, so I gave her show on Netflix a watch and it changed my outlook on our belongings. This weekend, 
we donated 12 bags of clothes to the Salvation wow. Army, one bag of new clothes to the local homeless charity in Bracknell, and I made 36 quid on my CDs, which is buying my Progress Super Strong Style 16 t- uh, tickets. Uh, just wanted to say thanks for the inspiration and keep up the consistent work from Martin. P.S. Thanks for reading out my Patreon post on Saturday about Weezer, but it made me chuckle as the very next question about meeting you guys at shows was brought up uh, about meeting after Rev Pro about Reading Bus Route. Clearly this meeting holds a place in your heart, <laughs> but you read out my name minutes before and didn't recall it. Don't worry, not actually offended, although I'll sign off emails and questions from now on as RG Martin Harmon or Route 6 Martin Harmon. Your choice. I prefer Route 6 Martin Harmon. Uh, so you can put that name on the anecdote with a little smiley face emoji at the end. That sparks joy for me. That sparks joy for me as well. Uh, we've got another Pledge Hammer update in the outro of this podcast where we're going to be talking about fantasy booking warfare and the topics that are suggested. But for n- Fire alarm permitting. <laughs> Fire alarm permitting. And this is typical for this place. Oh, yeah. It was going to start a minute, like, a minute after Laurie said that. Yeah. Seven minutes later. <laughs> Still has not done we're it. We're in permanent dread. Uh, so, we're going to be kicking things off. Is Ronda Rousey turning heel? Here's the show. We're, we're kicking off with Ronda seemingly... I mean, you're, you're, you did a face. You did a face I immediately. Did a, I did an immediate face? That was an immediate... I don't buy into the title of this episode, Face. I'm basically being a YouTube <coughs> comment who's mm. going uh, to comment before even watching the video. Before I even hear your arguments, I'm going to pull a face and leave what? a comment to say, no, I don't think she is. I don't necessarily uh, think either way. I think she's, if anything, she's becoming a tweener. But it's a discussion worthy for debate. It really is. Because you've got this opening segment of Raw, which was Becky Lynch coming out to see, you know, SmackDown star. Becky Lynch coming out to see Stephanie McMahon. To be suspended mm-hmm. on Raw. And it was all based around uh, Becky won't go and see doctors because the last time she saw doctors, they wouldn't clear her for Survivor Series, even though she thought she was she could do it, uh, which is a terrific piece of character work. We'll go into it when we talk about that segment later. But it ends with Stephanie saying, well, if you won't see the doctors, you're going to have to be suspended in that, you know, a sort of Daniel Bryan kind of heel where you're actually doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Becky attacks her, blah, blah, blah. Becky's carried, well, sort of escorted out. When she she's escorted out, more. Mm. when she's walked out backstage by security, that's when she comes face-to-face with Ronda Rousey, who immediately just cuts... I thought it was a good promo with some really cool lines in there. Brian Alvarez has said it sounds like nothing normal people would say. There was one line which I thought was really bad, which is when she said, and I quote, uh, you just robbed the women's evolution of a match. Yeah, that's a... Uh, but it's, <laughs> Meltzer made this point. She is so passionate and sort of just making so much noise and shouting mm. that you're like, huh, I kind of buy into you as just, just the emotion behind you and that you don't like... Becky, it doesn't really matter what you say. And I thought there were enough lines in there, like the moping, woe is me line. Uh, There was a bit where she said, you keep showing up on Raw for your weekly violin recital. I really like that. And then I don't know what, I cannot work out what she said. I just know she said bitch at the end (laughs) of it. I was going to say, because I, th- I thought this was a really good promo, because what I like about Ronda's promos is that when she's in between the garbage verbiage that she's given, 
which is things like you just robbed the women's evolution of a match that they wanted to see like that's awful no one really talks like that but the way she cuts her promos usually it does feel sort of unscripted because she does trip over words she doesn't get things out perfectly mm-hmm. and I quite like that about Ronda's promo yeah, delivery I agree. because it feels like she's so passionate she just wants to say things but doesn't quite always get it out as eloquently as possible. Mm. And I thought some, there was some nice stuff in here, but there was also times when she would just go, blah, 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 bitch. Blah, and, blah, blah, blah. And you, so you watch it go like, huh? Sorry, what? And you have to kind of rewind to, to, yeah. to hear what she actually said. Do you know what she said? No. Oh, yeah, I couldn't figure it out. Anyway, I'm sure everyone I, I know has I now said, commented. I know I said you could go back and watch, but I wasn't that. I, I wasn't I, watching I, I went back and watched three times. <laughs> I thought, I'm giving up. I'm abandoning this. But she said bitch, which... You know, that's a big thing. That's how you kickstart a feud. Oh, yeah. You say it's a big thing in WWE, but everyone and their mother says it these days, so it doesn't really feel like that much of a big deal anymore. It still gets a reaction. It's all Roman Reigns did to get over feuds. But the... I mean, this is where the Roman Reigns comparison might come in, though, because Ronda here, when she... As soon as she came face-to-face with Becky, the crowd are booing. You can hear them on the mics uh, in in the audience. And you're like, okay, here's this person who is going against a beloved figure. No matter what she does, no matter if you present her as a heel or what, Becky is cheered. But Ronda is getting a booze, mainly because she's not Becky. Because I think we were all into her. But she's now... So usually you would just double down on both those reactions, turn Ronda more heel. And I thought that the the way this promo was cut had a heelish feel to it. Mm -hmm. Now... Then she walks out and she is smiling, high-fiving kids at ringside. Glad-handing, yeah. So it is, it is totally, when I'm, when I'm in a feud with you, Becky, when I'm in segments with you, I am just a, a badass person who's going to say whatever, could be heelish or not, to get under your skin. But actually, I love you guys. I yeah. love my fans. And you've got Michael Cole and commentary going like, Ronda's the best. She's so great. She's a fighting champion. She's done this. She's done that. Sort of hammering it home. But the the kind of the crowd booing Ronda, it's it's a lot like like Rock Hogan at WrestleMania X8, which was just the like the Rock is like one of the who's the most over guy at them. Like everyone, everyone loves the Rock. But it's also Hogan's first match back in WWE in like, you know, however many years. So the crowd were more into Hogan than they were Rock. So Rock, when he's on offense, even though he's the babyface and Hogan was the heel, they're booing the Rock and cheering Hogan. Sometimes these things just happen. WrestleMania X7 is another example. You had Austin and Rock, the two biggest babyfaces going at it, going at it for the WWF Championship in the main event of WrestleMania. But it was Austin's first mania back since his big injury. And so everyone was just super into Austin. And sometimes these things just happen. I don't think you have to turn Ronda heel in order to, quote, capitalize on this heat that she's getting. But this is just going to be one of those situations where the crowd is just going to be more into Becky than they are Ronda. Because I think at the moment, anyone is good, anyone's just going to boo whoever Becky's going against because that person is not Becky. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why... WWE are so reluctant to put a heel against Becky. Like <laughs> well, the- Asuka cheered. Charlotte, that she's still, Road Dog still thinks she's a, a baby face. And you as well. And me as well. I think, <laughs> I think Road Dog thinks she's a baby face. Okay. Uh, I don't think Charlotte does, though. No, no. Uh, so I, it, it'll be interesting, I, especially how it plays into the actual match at Mania, where those dynamics actually become quite important. Because if Ronda 
is being beaten up by Becky and you're trying to build to a big hope spot or a, a comeback from Ronda, people aren't going to react to it the right way you want them to. That's so it. you've got to structure the match around Ronda being in the heel role. Exactly. Although maybe not necessarily a heel character. Exactly. You I, you know, Rock Austin <laughs> played that up perfectly in that WrestleMania match. And, and Hogan and Rock, they switched the dynamic yeah, because exactly. of the reaction. So you, you, you've got to, yeah, you've got to tailor the match to that. You can't go in there and be like, well, I'm sure they'll cheer Ronda eventually. Yeah. If you're going into that match, you just have to know that everyone's going to be booing Ronda, particularly because it's a WrestleMania traveling audience. It's your hardcore fan oh, yeah. base. They are going to be 100% behind Becky there. Yeah, and I don't, which I I agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel like because it's a new person, though, we're not looking at the last three years of Roman <laughs> Reigns stuff, where Vince has just gone against that. You will cheer him. Yeah. I'll put him in the main event. If she's in peril, then they will cheer yeah. her. Right. Uh, he's the guy that looks at EC3, loads of money. That guy's a babyface. That's <laughs> this is this is the guy we're dealing with with Vince McMahon. So after that promo backstage on Becky uh, she comes out she is cheered uh, but it, she faces Liv Morgan of the Riot Squad beats her really quickly then she challenges Sarah Logan the crowd are like nah we're gonna boo you now yeah <laughs> and they booed Ronda Rousey for the Sarah Logan match made her like made her tap as well and then Ruby Riot teased going against Ronda and was like no actually not yet so that seems to be this fast lane match Elimination which, Chamber. Oh, yeah, Elimination Chamber, which is in two weeks. Yeah, next week's the go-home show. That's come round quick. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> we've been saying probably since Super Showdown that, man, if they just pushed Ruby Riot, she could be a really good opponent for Ronda Rousey. Not like a super serious, or she might take the title, but, like, a really good, a, a good buffer match yeah, between, a like, match. a filler match between her big feud. And they've just gone, nah, 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 nah. And now we're two weeks before elimination. Oh, actually, we probably better add. Yeah, Yeah. because Ronda's not got a match and everyone else is in the chamber. So we've got to put her against someone and it can't be Mickey James. So I guess it's going to have to be Ruby Riot. Yeah, it's so rushed, unfortunately. But Ruby gets backstage afterwards after she's backed away from Ronda. A typically heel move that the crowd were booing Rousey for. And honestly, when Ruby cut this promo, I was like, I'm on your side, Ruby. <laughs> yeah, no. Ruby was like, I, friends have got to stick together. Uh, Ronda's just had everything handed to her. I was like, yeah, I feel like Rousey was a bit nasty here, beating up all of Ruby's friends. Yeah, but she also did it like a valiant champion of just yes. like, I'm, I'm here to, I'm here for a fight and I, and I want to fight. So it's, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic, mm. but it's, it's what you've got to do is you've got to hope that they are smart about this. Perhaps that is wishful thinking. They're going to be smart about this and not fall into this Roman Reigns, John Cena trap of just like, well, it's, it's what did Michael Hayes say? It's in that Royal Rumble documentary. It's just like, hey, man, different city, different city. You oh, might get yeah. a different reaction next week. Whatever. It's like, we can't book for one town. And it's like, we've got, we, you know, we're, the, we're a worldwide company. We've got to book for the whole world. Like, what if he's booed around the whole world and he's still being booed? What is more worldwide <laughs> than the internet? <laughs> the clues in the name with WWW. Book for us, Michael Hayes. Uh, I So I guess the question is, is, is Ronda Rousey turning heel? I, I agree with you. Not before WrestleMania. Not even during WrestleMania. I think that's going to be the current dynamics of badasses where Becky will just be cheered more. Mm-hmm. The night after Mania... If Ronda chooses to stay longer than the reported year thing to start a family, 
I can definitely see all of this stuff now playing into her heel turn a couple of weeks after Mania or the night before with a four horsewomen call up. Well, that's the, so there was a report that the all eight women within the the, the two four horsewomen factions really, really are pushing for that match at the moment. And if the reports are true that Ronda is going to be taking some time off after WrestleMania then the only time to do that is at Fastlane because it won't be at Elimination Chamber. Ooh. So you've got to have Ronda in a heelish mode for when Baszler, Duke and Shafir come up, who are like nothing but heels, yeah. to, to make that sort of dynamic work. Baszler's never going to be a face. She's like the anti-Ricky Steamboat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I always love that argument when people say online, it's just like, there are no baby faces and heels anymore. And then you look at some of the acts next to you, like, no, they're definitely heels and yeah. they're definitely baby faces. They do still exist. It's just you can't book them properly. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't think, I wouldn't want... I think it's too crammed to have suddenly have a four horsewomen match before Mania. Uh, but after Mania, I'm just hoping if Ronda wants that match enough that she'll stick around, turn heel in the process. And this stuff might be planting the seeds for it. Yeah, well, I mean, they've been dropping hints for it. You had Sasha doing the, the, the four horsewomen mm. symbol on uh, the Royal, at the Royal Rumble. Becky and Bailey did it to each other when Raw was like you know, off air, essentially during the commercial break. And they, they posted it up as a special video to show that they, and like sort of highlighting the fact that they threw the four horsemen sign up to each other. So I think they're kind of like dropping these hints in there. And Ronda's been cutting promos for like the YouTube channel that's, I think is continuity. I don't know. I think it, I, I don't. don't I don't know about the, the YouTube channel or www.com. Yeah. But what she's been like, she's annoyed that they keep calling themselves the Horsewomen when the MMA Horsewomen were, were quote their first. Or yeah, in in lady terms, the yeah. men for Horsewomen. As always, we got their first women. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's do some Patreon shout-outs for our $25 and above pledge hammers. Thank you ever so much, Paulie Dangerously Jarman. What a guy. Yes. What, a, what a guy. The craftsman, Blake Carpenter. Yes, The name you could not get right in his video. $100 man, CD Hover. Yes. Woo. Liam, solid as a rock. Yes. yes. I can't say that name without singing. The event known as Chris Anderson to this side, the best in the world. Oh, it's a what great, Chris. great name. Adam and the Anthony Bergeron. One of my favourite all-time bands. Yeah. Ask his future husband and EOF one-man wrecking crew, Skin Trade. Not the easiest name to get through, oh. but you did it well. You'll never get this name right, you idiot. Matthew Subjewins... Zimjewinski, Z. Yeah, you're right. I'll never get it right. Brett the Hitman, Matthew Williams. Nice, yes. There ever was. Oh, killer Chris Phillips. Oh, watch out. Slay your dead. Dangerous. Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. Thanks for the t shirt. Uh, Christopher the Condor Johnson. Oh, nice lad. Thank you. And let's have a drink. Christopher Travis Merriman. Oh, he's merry. He's very merry. As we already mentioned, Raw opened with a Becky Lynch angle, which is Stephanie McMahon coming out. She's about to introduce Becky when Becky interrupts Stephanie McMahon's introduction of her, which is setting things off from a very positive note. Stephanie is already getting her comeuppance from Becky. Yeah, I was... I've got to be honest, there was a little bit of me that was concerned about this segment. When they announced Stephanie McMahon is going to have a segment with Becky Lynch, your first thought is like, oh, well, a woman's getting over. Of course, Stephanie's got to sidle herself into this this segment here. But actually, this came off really, really well for mm. Becky, and it made her look like a, a, a badass. And it actually, it didn't, Stephanie wasn't out there to emasculate Becky. She wasn't out there to make Becky look rubbish. If anything, she was out there just to further a storyline, and it worked quite effectively. It could have been any McMahon in that role. It just happened to be Stephanie. Yeah, but I think it being Stephanie is quite key, uh, just from a little thing that happened, which was... I thought this this whole segment and how it was dealt with for the rest of the show was really, really low-key awesome. Like, it's not a blow-away, oh, my God, this is amazing, because how many times have we seen, I've got to suspend you... Mm-hmm. baby face yeah I mean this is literally Vince and Steve Austin from yes. 1997 and some, I did see someone say like this would have been like in 1997 them repeating a storyline from 1975 mm. which I'm sure they did um, oh no they, well, they recite, I mean that was like a really solid booking time uh, through the, the 60s and uh, yes 50s. but like the, the heel authority figure was oh, very yeah, much yeah, a product yeah. of not the 90s one. not that one um, so Stephanie says look you have here's what here's what's happened. You're challenging Ronda. Uh, you won the Rumble, but you also injured your knee. And I can't help but notice, as your contractor, not employer, that you're limping a lot and you're always favouring it. And you're kind of not getting seen to about it. 
and we don't want, like, we've got the WrestleMania main event. We need to know if you're good to wrestle. And Becky's like, no, I'm fine. That's an Irish accent. Oh, yes, yeah, you yeah, heard yeah. correctly. I did, yes, you're right. And Becky just uses all of this anger and bravado to say, no, I'm not going to get checked out. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. Yeah. And when she's, you know, it, it was, she said everything without saying it. She's not totally fine. She is scared. Because what happened last time when she had this huge match at Survivor Series didn't happen for her because she wasn't medically cleared and she thought she could make that fight. Yeah. But the doctors told her not to. So she's not going to see the doctors. I think it's brilliant character work. I think it's really great. And she, was, she kept saying to, or she said to Steph that I'm the glitch in your plan. Like you had this sort of perfect WrestleMania plan you wanted to do, essentially alluding to the Charlotte thing. She's like, no, but you never planned on me getting mm. over, and now you want to derail that. So if I go backstage, and you're just going to have them say I'm not medically cleared, which is essentially what she was saying after Survivor or before Survivor Series. It was like I could definitely do this fight, but I'm in. Like, what was it uh, the doctors? Oh, she kept saying there was a term that she used that she was like in like. Um, the doctor's not allowing her to wrestle, but she was in a specific place. I, yeah. can't, remember what, I can't remember what it was now. I'm sure people will tell me in the comments. Mm. But um, yeah, so it, she's kind of sort of playing off this. Yeah, I. That was an excellent point if I could have remembered what it was yeah. that Becky kept calling it. <laughs> uh, but then, like, Becky says, well, if you do suspend me. Doctor Prison. Yes, Doctor Prison. I'm going to have to beat you up. And Stephanie's like, I've got I've to suspend you. And Stephanie, I don't think, was coming off as heelish here. Uh, Ronda Rousey was a lot more heelish, but it planted the seeds for Stephanie to be a heel later on. So it's a nice slow turn if they're going that way. It it gets a lot of options available, and I don't mind which way they go. Uh, and Becky attacks her, and they have a scuffle. Loads of people run in, drag her away. Stephanie is like made to look beaten up. Yeah, it's not like Stephanie fires back like <laughs> Shane would, <laughs> and with the tag title. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Why isn't Stephanie in the Elimination Chamber? Yeah. But what happens is that I don't know if... I didn't see them do it here, but it was later on in the show, like the, the third hour, where they say, here's what happened earlier on, blah, blah, blah. They do this all the time. Oh, and also we've noticed you can see Stephanie kick Becky's knee. Well, and they yeah. slowed it down and focused in on it. And I was like, that's awesome because... You didn't make a big thing of it at the time. It's like you've just found it now. It makes it more realistic. Very subtle storytelling. And you're like, did she do that because she was frantically being beaten up? She didn't know what to do. She just lashed out and just so happened to hit the injured knee of Becky? Or actually, is Becky right? Yeah. And Stephanie is trying to take her out of the main event. Because... Becky is the glitch in their plan and perhaps next week they can do the big announcement of we've got our Wrestlemania main event sorted out here comes Charlotte Flair oh yeah and that's the way you write Charlotte into this triple threat match or maybe just don't have that and Becky overcomes Charlotte again to... no because Charlotte's the key uh, here like, that, that's why this is getting over is because Flair's involved right yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the reason I, I just thought I, this wasn't crazy good mm -hmm. like it, it wasn't crazy blow away I mean but I think the, the foundations of this was so solid and actually really, really good at building up the ultimate story. So I, I was a huge fan of this opening segment. It was the best thing on the show. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, apart from Charlie Caruso's interviewing skills, <laughs> which is now my favourite thing. So uh, you're a bit of a rubbish person who loses all the time. What do, what you, do you think, think about this? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, Kurt Angle's a bit crap. Why do you like him? Yeah. 
I don't know. It's a bit of a loaded question, Charlie. <laughs> so uh, that actually is the next thing that happened because we had the Becky Lynch stuff and then we had uh, the Ronda Rousey stuff and the match with the Riot Squad people. And then we got Bailey and Sasha Banks backstage mm. where they're standing there. And Charlie Caruso asks them these questions. Hey, you both lost to Ronda. Uh, you lose a lot. So what, why are you so rubbish? Well, actually, and what... Bailey goes... Yeah, we are a bit rubbish, aren't we? But not together. Yeah, together we are stronger. And we're going to win the Elimination Chamber. I'm pretty sure Charlie's exact question was, you've both suffered devastating championship matches against Ronda Rousey. I think she meant to say losses. Mm -hmm. It's it's great. So this is obviously awful. Like this is we're making fun of this, but it's very it's like when Braun Strowman forgot all his words in that promo. Yeah, I'm getting an immense delight in this rubbish way because they're not intentionally trying to make this character just savage <laughs> they're just awful at scripting interviews yeah so i yeah i'm a big fan of this she does it later to apollo cruise you'd have thought as well when they put together that absolutely incredible video package for mean gene that someone backstage was like interviewers really did used to get our wrestlers over mean gene was really integral to getting a lot of these wrestlers over do you think we should probably try that again with charlie or with the other one on smackdown Dasha, Kayla Braxton. Who's Dasha? Dasha Fuentes. I think he's injured at the moment. Okay. (laughs) Injured her arm, I'm assuming. I don't, yeah. It's it's hard to. My guest at this time. Ah, ah, my my (laughs) shoulder. Back back bump. (laughs) Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Charlie. I've nicknamed her Mean Charlie. (laughs) Because these are just mean. These are flat out mean questions. I think she's trying to get fired. (laughs) I think she's off to AEW. Um, But anyway. uh, Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross walked up, who uh, appear to be friends now. I think Nikki Cross is heel. Who knows about people's heel face dynamics? Uh, with the Ronda one, it's intriguing. With everyone else, it's just plain inconsistent. I liked that Nikki said, Alicia wants to play. And that was kind of enough for me to go, okay, so that's why you're a team. <laughs> yeah, you reckon? Yeah, just for now. I mean, I never bought into them lasting beyond the to, match they had later on. Well, we'll see next week, I guess. But I thought I thought Cross's promo here was good. C- Cross is great. She's yeah. really, <clears throat> really good. It's still stunning that she's not with Sanity, but it's still, you know, she's a very, very good promo. What's a Sanity? Uh, yeah, well, they were a tag team. Well, actually, they were a faction that were in so NXT. Even you don't know. <laughs> control C, Control V. Aha! So next up, we got Heavy Machinery in a four-way tag match to crown the number one contenders to a tag team title yeah. set. Yeah. Stop us if you've heard this one before. It's exactly what happened last week on SmackDown, but much, much better with teams like the Usos, the New Day, and the Bar. Yeah, man. It's when when the B team and Lucha House Power that you're like, boof, man, this tag division is really lame. Mm. I mean, and, and I like Lucha House Party, but... Have they done anything of note? No. Well, you say the same about the revival. Yep, actually, yeah, actually, I love the revival, yep. but have they done anything of note nope. on the main roster? Wasn't their storyline that they just kept getting screwed by referees? Has that been dropped? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know what their storyline with uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder is either, mm. because they kind of cheated last week a bit to win. Did they to beat them? I don't know. I think they. Dave Meltzer keeps on talking about how Raw genuinely want to flesh out their tag division. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. Are, are you sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing it either. I'm, 
I, maybe Dave Meltzer doesn't get sarcasm. And his source is saying, yeah, they're really going to double oh, down yeah. on the tag division. Because the Revival asked for their release. <laughs> they're really going to try hard with them now. Oh, the B team, big push, headed yeah, for a big push. Yeah. So that is, of course, not what happened. Um, it was really hard for this to be in any way entertaining beyond heavy machinery. Because, like you said, Lucha House Party, the Revival B team, they've done nothing of note. Like, the B team have won the tag team titles. I kind of forget that a lot. Yeah. And the crowd have just been taught, do not care about these guys. So when they're in the ring, guess what? No one cares about them. Contrast that with the SmackDown match. New Day, Bar, Usos, everyone's super into them. So the only team that people were into here were Heavy Machinery. Which is a good thing, I suppose. Yeah, because they're fresh. Because yeah. they haven't been booked into oblivion. That's the only thing that separates Heavy Machinery from the other ones. Because they've, like the Revival, Lucha House Party better they're much better wrestlers yeah do you know what does um, separate heavy machinery from everyone else though they've had two chances to become the number one contenders and have failed both times yeah luckily they weren't pinned in either i guess <laughs> yeah i guess um and, and also thankfully heavy machinery are actually over now like yeah. it's taken a few weeks uh, the crowd didn't really know the spots at first but otis's caterpillar elbow got a huge pop well you know why they're over now right it's because they've now lost their surnames. Have they? Yes. So this, I watched Otis back, and Tucker. I've watched back the commentary. Corey Graves keeps saying their full names, but Michael Cole keeps saying singular names. And I, I don't think this was like really revealed on, on the Raw show itself, but on WWE.com, they are just listed as Otis and Tucker. So that's why they're over now, you see. It's, it's the same with Andrade. You lose yeah. a surname, you get over. I mean, I can't fault that logic recently, though. And Alexander Rusev sounds stupid now. <laughs> Antonio Cesaro what? is a dreadful name. Adrian Neville. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if anyone's actually called that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the name Adrian. But it's like, I remember when uh, me and my wife were first talking about WrestleMania. And she was asking me, like, genuinely asking me, so what's going to happen at WrestleMania tonight? Like, take me through the matches. And, you know, it's just, I, I want to hear about why you're excited for this show. And I said, oh, Neville's defending his Cruiserweight Championship. And she went, sorry, his name's Neville. I was like, yeah. And she goes, like, like the Harry Potter character. Yeah. And I was like, it doesn't sound, it, does, it sounds stupid if you're not a fan. It's a football thing. <laughs> it's a football thing too. Uh, Revival beat Bo Dallas with a shatter machine. There was a bit of the Raw Tag Team Champions that I keep forgetting are the Tag Team Champions, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, watching on backstage. Uh, but then it cuts backstage to Hawkins and Ryder. Hawkins is beat up and he's like, ugh. I'm toxic. Don't You don't want to be a tag partner with me. I've lost two years straight. I've lost 250 matches. Why would you want to be a tag team with me? And Zach just makes the excellent point. Last week they spelt my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for 13 years and they don't know what my name is. I'm crap too. <laughs> Why don't we be crap together? Yeah. Perhaps like Bailey and Banks... Two negatives turn into a positive. God, I'm glad Charlie Caruso wasn't there to get Hawkins' thoughts on all this. <laughs> Drive the poor guy to severe depression. Yeah. Uh, but yet, yeah, this was a cute segment. I'm actually into this storyline between them. Yeah. I thought it was nice for them to come together. And as Hawkins walks off, he goes, hey, maybe if we win, they'll spell your name right. And Zach goes, I can't even spell my name right. <laughs> I just thought it was good delivery. It was a nice way to end it. But it, just perfect WWE there. They make a mistake, but it was Zach's fault, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Zach would have made the same mistake. I mean, it's Baron Corbin's ultimately. Yeah. But, yeah, not definitely not the McMahons. Nope. 
Kurt Angle arrives backstage next. Ah, <laughs> oh. yeah, he, uh, he hugged Mickey James. What's he- going on there? I didn't have this in my, my. I had too much stuff in my raw review. I had to cut all this fury out. Why is Mickey James the first to hug Kurt Angle after was... teaming with Alexa Bliss as a goddamn heel last week? Well, I think Alexa's a babyface now. I th- well, go and buy the segment that comes later. I think she is. But she was a heel last week, and Bliss was. I mean, she was that also. Came after she was also a babyface at um, the week before the Rumble. I think. Ah. Uh, God, I mean, to be fair, Alexa Bliss should be a babyface. Yes, but but just do something to make us don't have a cut heel promos in between the babyface turn. Mickey James as well is an absolute freaking joke, and I don't mean <laughs> that about Mickey James the person. I mean the character and the way she's been portrayed and con- inconsistently booked. How many times has she flip flopped between allegiances? I'm with Alexa. I'm with Ember Moon. Who gives a crap? And this, and like to make this even more stupid, Kurt Angle, you know, Apollo Crews, No Way Jose, what a respected legend Kurt Angle is. All these guys have come out to talk to him. And he goes down to the ring, he starts to address his future in WWE, obviously building towards some kind of retirement storyline or one last run. And it cuts backstage to all the people in the locker room watching this legend potentially retiring. We have. No Way Jose, Apollo Crews, Heath Slater, Rhino, Mickey James, Chad Gable, Bobby Roode. So a bunch of jabronis then. The undercard. Yeah. What, like, what? It looks so just mid-card. Rinky-dink. Yeah, this is Kurt frickin' Angle. Ollie Davis's favourite wrestler of <sighs> all time. But yeah, I mean, at least he's doing the storyline that you wanted. A storyline that is apparently meant for Seth. So what? Meltzer speculated that the the storyline was meant to be Corbin and Drew taking on Strowman and Seth as maybe a tag main event for Elimination Chamber. Right. But Seth's injured. Oh, I see. Put Kurt Angle in there. Yeah. Well, we thought it might be Dolph. That's what we speculated last week. Because they're like, well, Braun will need a tag partner. Go back to his old Dogs of War <sighs> allegiances. Bring back Dolph, who came back at the Rumble and has not been seen or mentioned since. Chuck Bobby Lashley in there. That is a late 2018 heel party. (laughs) Christ alive. Kurt Angle says he hasn't been able to defeat Father Time. Yes. And Baron Corbin comes out to genuine heat. Like, again, say what you will about Corbin. Gets genuine heat when he comes out. Yeah. People boo him because booing him's fun. uh, And because they want him to go away. But not in an X-Pac way. I, I'm not sure I'm, not, I'm fully on board with that Really? Yet. I, I could feel this is a bit X-Pac heat. I mean, it, maybe it's just me projecting because I, he gets X-Pac heat from me, which is just like, oh, God. Because when Baron Corbin comes out, I think, all right, brilliant. So I've got to sit through a Baron Corbin promo, and that's going to lead to a Baron Corbin match, <laughs> which I don't want to see. Yeah, it's a bit formulaic. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Corbin in, in the mid-card. I, I just don't think he should be main. Like, how many raw main events has this guy had? Well, this is it. I was thinking about this while watching this segment. When Baron Corbin came out, my first thought was like, Bobby Roode is like really lower mid, like real lower undercard. And he's so much better than Baron Corbin. Why isn't Bobby Roode pushed more? And I went on this train. I was like, 
why isn't this person pushed more? Why isn't this person pushed more? It's a slippery slope. It is a real slippery slope. And every time I kept coming back to, but Baron Corbin still in the main events of Raw each and every bloody week because he's tall, I guess. It, it eventually leads you to the question, does Raw have a main event picture? Yeah, it's Baron Corbin. Well, exactly. But that isn't really Raw's main event picture. Brock in- Lesnar is the main event picture. I suppose you're right. Which shifts everyone down to mid-card. You're absolutely right, So all this stuff is mid-card. Seth Rollins really is mid-card until Brock's around. Yeah, he has been mid-card for like all of 2018. And that means like the tag division, Apollo Crews, their undercard. What's a No Way Jose? (laughs) I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's an absolute mess, really. Mm. Um, Which is probably why a lot of Raw feels so lackluster and lacking of star power whereas Smackdown feels rammed you know, AJ, Joe, Brian Smackdown is at a point where you, like, you're such, it's so full of like top tier talent and stars that not everyone can feature on every show mm. and that's not a bad thing Whereas like, oh, Samoa Joe wasn't on TV this week but it's like he'll be on TV the following week and they've got like, if Randy Orton takes four weeks off TV, it doesn't really feel like oh man, they're really missing Randy Orton there because there are like ten other people that can fill his spot Whereas Raw at times, it's like if once Seth Rollins out with an injury and you notice it within like one week, yeah. you're like, oh man, I can already tell that Seth, like they're out of top guys. Yeah, and no Roman as well. Yeah. Braun, Braun has kind of been, you know, he's, he's lost a lot of momentum. Anyway, so Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre come out. Poor old Drew McIntyre. Yeah, he could have, he's, he's been a bit mishandled as well. Yeah, and Kurt challenges them both. They come down, but Braun Strowman comes down for the rescue. Uh, and it sets up a tag team main event after Braun threw a giant chair at Corbin. Yeah. He threw that that sucker hard. Oh, yeah. He was like, he had Corbin in his sights. I mean, like, it's a 20 by 20 ring. He threw that chair at least 20 feet. Yeah. Because it hit the steel steps and he was on the other side. Very impressive. I, um, yeah... With the character that Drew McIntyre has, I really do not like seeing him bail like a cowardly heel the same way that Baron Corbin does. Yeah, I agree. Then we got (laughs) a promo for Black History Month. I wasn't going to take any notes on this because I thought Ollie Davis would take all the notes that I need. It's a video package for uh, a month that apparently, you know, I've said I'm not going to go into my piece about why just having months for stuff on a wrestling show just seems a bit vacuous and PR-y and blah, I don't really care. It's there for PR purposes. Whatever. Um, And I just don't get why it's being done in a wrestling show. Nia Jax was there. You had the New Day. Fine. Ember Moon. Fine. They're they're baby faces. Nia Jax and Tamina were there. Smiling. Looking at... You know the, the, the what was the museum? It was it was the civil rights museum. Looking at stuff and going, hmm, yeah, this this was this is this is important stuff. I'm like, why, why are you in this video package? Yeah, you are meant to be heels. Wait till the, I mean, when they come out later. Yeah, so it's just like, okay, what you're watching is all fake. Uh, but here's everyone getting along fine in this in this uh, bit that we made for PR purposes and company presentations. So. Uh, Everything outside of this, don't get invested in, because it's not real. None of it's real. Then we got the Seth Rollins video package, which was just like, yeah, he's he's uh, 
he's not around today. They didn't say that. No, essentially this video package was, miss the last couple of weeks, we'll catch you up. Because mm. Seth's not here to do that for us, so we'll just do that in video form. Yeah. Fair enough? Uh, yeah, apparently a month. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's not good at all. Uh, back problem, apparently. Ouch. Yep. I'm uh, sure taking all those F5s really helped. <laughs> it's on the front. <laughs> then we got Bailey and Sasha Banks taking on Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross. Uh, ba- uh, Sasha Banks is also someone who's working injured off yeah. the back of the Rumble match with Rousey. I didn't notice that. I mean, it, I didn't really pick up on it until I, I saw the news that she's apparently injured. I was like, oh, well, that makes sense why she didn't do a single thing in this mm. match then. Yeah, she was... Uh, Banks and Bailey were jumped backstage because Cross is crazy and so is Fox. But you never see Banks take any punishment. And all the time she's on the apron, she never tags in. Bailey gets the roll up. So super, super safe. But this was, I never bought into Cross and Fox winning. But this was a nice wrinkle to at least make me watch the match and go, huh, I wonder how they're going to lose. (laughs) Whereas before it was just, they're going to lose. Do you know what my favourite part of this match was? My favourite part of this match was that Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox attack, they brutalise Banks and Bailey and leave them laying on the ramp and they celebrate <laughs> dastardly heels. Oh man, how are Bailey and Banks going to come back from this? They come back from commercial break, Bailey's on top and she's yeah. already winning. And I was like, okay, I, did I, I, I've missed a step here. Yeah, that was that was bad pacing. And then, then the heels started to work her over. And I was like, well, what was the start then? Yeah, yeah, it's, that, it's problematic. And, but I thought Cross did really well in this match. Yeah. And great promo earlier. So I've just got a little suggestion here. Fox lost by getting rolled up by Bailey suddenly. Well, hey, baby faces celebrate. Nikki Cross has got to just kill Alicia Fox here. Yeah. But that didn't happen. I was, I was waiting for it. I thought, surely this is what they're going to do to get over this new female wrestler into the division and to the audience. Nothing. No. Speaking of which, where's Lacey Evans been? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, we get some EC3 later. So, uh, mean Charlie Caruso strikes again to Apollo Crews, saying, hey, you like Kurt Angle, but Kurt Angle loses all the time. He's He's a bit rubbish. He's rubbish. Why do you like him? Your taste is terrible. He's well old, and you like him. You're stupid, Apollo Crews. Have you won a match, Apollo Crews? I bet you're a rubbish. It's probably because you like Kurt Angle. That's why you're so rubbish. Yes, and then Apollo Crews is like, um, uh, uh, yeah. He's quite good, though. <laughs> and Drake Maverick and uh, Razor. Rez- Rezor. Razor. Rezor. Razor. Razor. Yeah. Of AOP is, is walking in the background. They come over and, yeah, just um, they say, yeah, of course Kurt's going to get beaten up. Yeah. Setting up that uh, mouthwatering feud between Apollo Crews and Razor of AOP. Mm. With, I'm sure, a singles match against Drake Maverick. Yeah, could be. I mean, maybe if they're lucky, it'll lead to a pre-show match. Although that is def. That, so the revival thing is that happening next week or is that happening at Elimination Chamber? I don't know because they didn't really specify in the match. They might have done, but if I, if, I, if they did say, I mean, I apologise if I missed it. And I'm willing to be wrong, but I think Revival did a promo against that continuity on YouTube saying we're going to walk out of Raw, the tag team champions. Mm. So I don't know if that match is happening next week. Or on the pre-show of Elimination Chamber, which may as well be Raw. I, I, I hope it is on Raw. I like making go-home shows almost the spillover pay-per-view. I agree. That can't fit, the matches that can't fit on there. Next up, we got Elias versus Jeff Jarrett. Road Dog came out as the MC for Jeff. He is excellent. <laughs> he can work a crowd so confidently. Yeah. I just like when he's out there doing his spiel and he went through the DX stuff, he made a doggy-style sex joke which is a bit rich coming from a guy 
who was talking about a family show last week. So yeah. maybe that was a joke. Uh, and he's just, when he's out there with the mic in his hand, I'm like, I'm just comfortable. Yeah. I just like watching you say things. He's very good at what he does. He always has been. Like that was always the New Age Outlaws were over because Road Dog was over doing his catchphrase, right? Like it was doing the ladies and gentlemen boys. Like that's why people really got into the New Age Outlaws. It's why Jim Ross would say like they're the greatest tag team of all time <laughs> because yeah. their merchandise sales were massive. It was so big. It's similar to Enzo and Big Cass. They were so over because of the whole spiel when they entered the ring. Exactly. And it's, uh, I did see someone online that said, uh, when Road Dog came out, God, Fred Durst looks crap these days, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> there was a Fred Durst about it. <laughs> I, so seeing, this, seeing Road Dog come out right after that Apollo segment, I'm just like, Road Dog needs to be a manager. Mm. And probably for Apollo. <laughs> or <laughs> just a, for someone. He's a manager for Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, or was he just a mate? I don't know. Well, I th- this segment was, I mean, this, <sighs> right. So Road Dog comes out and to introduce Jeff Jarrett, Cole makes fun of Renee Young for not knowing the words to With My Baby Tonight from last week. And she goes, no, I have learned them now. And then they say, go on, sing them then. And, <laughs> and clearly she has not learned them. So she just freezes and goes, but I'm not going to sing them. Nice. And then when Jarrett comes out and they both sing the song, Cole and Graves turn to Renee and go, go on then, sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Made me feel really bad for Renee. Oh, I feel bad for Renee. Every week she's forced to be on commentary. Hey, she had a good line later. Did she? She did. Well, that's one. That's one (laughs) good line so far. Sometimes you get one. Uh, And then, yeah, they they do With My Baby Tonight. Uh, Road Dog jokes that he can't believe that he remembered all the words, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, which was funny. Elias comes out to interrupt. They have a match. I did like Road Dog as well when Elias says, "Um, "Like like that song and you... It hasn't aged well. And Road Dog off mic goes, that hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> That's classic Attitude Era actually having a conversation. Not, it's my turn to talk. Yeah. Now it's my turn to talk. It's like, you do, people do talk back and forth. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the idea of this segment was they're doing Elias versus Jeff Jarrett. It's Jeff Jarrett's first match on Raw since like 1998 or whatever it is, or 1999. And Elias wins. So you're like, okay, cool. So they're using this nostalgia act to get Elias over. That's a sensible thing to do. But then Jarrett and Road Dog lay Elias out afterwards with a guitar shot. So I'm like, so, so no one gets over. Like, you either want to use this to get Elias over or you're doing this to get nostalgia pop. Mm. Like, you can't have both. It's, uh, yeah, it is problematic. And Road Dog is there with Jeff interfering a bunch. Not physically, but sort of getting up on the, the apron and I don't think the crowd were as into this babyface act of Jeff and Road Dog to forgive the cheating. Mm. Like, and, and, you know, Elias has only just turned heel. So it, it wasn't the most effective use of everyone. That guitar shot looked horrible. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't smash. No, and the crowd booed that because they were expecting it to yeah. smash. Yeah. Oh, that must have sucked. Uh, but the... I, I like Jeff Jeff. I like Jarrett. I just too. like seeing Jarrett wrestle. Road Dog needs to cut more promos, and Jeff maybe separately though. And Jeff Jarrett needs to wrestle. I would love to see him in a sort of one last run mid card intercontinental title picture. 
hey, man, I'm completely fine with that. Yeah. But if you're using Jack to get over Elias, this is not the way no, to no, do no, it. No, 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 I agree. Um, I think it was Brian Alvarez tweeted out, um, so people love it when we keep bringing up uh, things that Alvarez and Meltzer say on their radio show and on Twitter. I, I think they really enjoy it. But he did say, like, well, Elias' tag partner's got to be the Honky Tonk Man, right? Mm. Which yeah. is, that was my fantasy book. I remember years ago when I said what I wanted for the Royal Rumble was Elias to open it, and then Jared come out next, and then yeah. the Honky Tonk Man would come out after that, and you would essentially just do this sort of musical trio. A bit of Aiden English in there mm-hmm. at the time as yep. well. Uh, the, after this, we got Natalia backstage, and Dana Brooke walks in after they lost their tag match last week to qualify for the Elimination Chamber, and she apologises how she didn't take them seriously, and the staging of this, just that, that I've just got this for Luke. You're going to have to <laughs> Google it. Natalia is sitting on a chair facing to the left of the camera. Dana Brooke is not looking at her, standing up, looking on the other side of the camera. It just looked so pretentious, like it was this stage show, two-woman play stage show about feelings. And it was rubbish. It was a rubbish promo. And then at the end of it, she's Dana Brooke gets annoyed that Natalia isn't answering her back and she's pouring out her heart here. She's like, fine, I'll go show you. I can do it by myself. And Natalia sits up and goes, huh, and takes out the, the earphones that she was listening to. Earbuds. Earbuds from the, the sort of Apple ones that are Bluetooth. Yeah. And I'm just like, they're not that noise cancelling. No, they are not. I feel like, as well as concussion tests, a lot of these divas, a lot of these, (laughs) the women's division need to be checked for hearing, especially with Alexa Bliss a few weeks ago, and she didn't hear the guy knocking on the door. She was right next to the door. What's happening here? Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Um, What was Natalia getting her gear out of? I don't know. She didn't look like Natalia. I'm not 100% sure that was Natalia. Is this like the Carmella thing? You know that picture they've got of Carmella that they sometimes use for graphics? Yeah. You look at her like, that's not Carmella. Ronda Rousey's the same. I'm like, is that Ronda Rousey's weird cousin? Yeah. That you've, that you've made pose for your graphics? I can find it because it's the oddest. I think Carmella's even made fun of it on social media before. Mm. You keep talking, I'll try and Dana Brooke uh, was also talking really loud. So that there are so many reasons why Natalia should have heard her. Yeah, she was talking very, very loud. I don't loudly. know why this got to me so much. Yeah, that is terrifying. Yeah. That's like a sex doll version of Carmella. It's not her, right? That is strange. Um, it's very airbrushed. That's the problem, yeah. I think. That's an official WWE photo. I d- honestly, I think their graphics department is one guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's happened to all their match graphics? It's just... Here's the generic shot of someone with another generic shot of someone and a kind of barren wasteland mm. in the background well, or a sunset. That's if you're lucky. Most of the time on the website, it's just against a black background. Oh, my God. With, like a, with a slight gradient on it. Why can't people walk towards the camera? Look, here's a match tonight. People walking towards the camera oh, doing I love, their I pose. To, I missed animated oh, graphics. I love favorite. animated graphics. Um, after this, we it's got... It's so visually interesting. <laughs> After this, we got Finn Balor come out and say how he's he's going to take the fight to Bobby Lashley just like he took the fight to Brock Lesnar. Because he made Brock Lesnar believe. This is just rubbish. He lost. Yeah, but he made him believe. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a, a, a match uh, against Leo Rush and Bobby was banned from ringside. And halfway through this match, Rush was doing some impressive things. I suddenly thought, 
I'm seeing Prince Devitt versus Leo Rush. <laughs> yeah. What's uh? This but, could have been amazing. Yeah, but you don't really think that because Leo Rush is he's that lad that manages yeah. Bobby Lashley. And Finn Balor is that guy that made Brock Lesnar believe or whatever. This is a potentially video game level craziness, crazy level of moves match. Yeah. And it was just a a slightly fun bit. Yeah. Whatever. It's an intercontinental title feud that I thought Apollo was a part of, but he's not anymore. He had a pose down. He had a pose down with Bobby. Was this while I was away? Didn't Apollo Crews win a battle royal? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I can't. I don't know if I've just misremembered or invented it in my head. No, I'm pretty sure it was. It was over the Christmas period when we weren't watching Raw. I think Apollo Crews won a battle royal and then had a match with. But Bobby wasn't champion nope, nope, then. Yep. Bobby. The, it was the week. It was the Monday after Bobby won the Intercontinental Title Belt, and he had a pose off with Apollo Crews. And that was one of the weeks I wasn't here. I think. I don't know what's happening. Uh, so after this, Paige here. <laughs> she did. This was clunky. <laughs> she came like Balor's making his exit, and all of a sudden Paige just comes out and she's like, "Did you miss me?" Yeah. And then was like, "I've got a film coming out. Here's a trailer." And that's it. And that was it. I thought they were gonna come back to the arena and she'd do something. No. Nope. But no, no, we got something far worse. We got a moment of bliss. Thought we'd seen the end of it. No, man. Now that she's returned and been medically cleared, she's she's doing the moment of bliss stuff again. But this is how you get people over. This is this has the worst track record of any talk show segment in WWE. Oh, I don't know. There was uh, Abraham Washington. I think had one on ECW that might be worse. At least he was charismatic, though. That's true. Alexa Bliss does not does evidently not care about this. Uh, I, I think it's so awful. And what made it worse is they combined crappiness by having the guest as EC3. And as soon as they said that, I thought, he's not speaking. He's not going to be allowed <laughs> to speak. We are not going to hear him say his first word in WWE yet, on the main roster at least. Yeah. And that's it. And they made it worse than that because EC3 sits down and he can't speak because Alexa Bliss is too randy for him. She was Randy for EC3, covered in baby oil, and his his massive bank, bank account. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's Great. a penis thing. She yeah. was she was referring to the size of his penis. Bliss was Randy. Yeah, I've I've said EC3 comes out in his gear, does his full entrance. Bliss makes a dick joke. Yeah. So this was rubbish, and then Nia Jackson to Mina walk out. I was now like, I will say I loved Nia Jackson yeah. this segment. I thought Nia Jackson was brilliant in this segment. She is good. She's um, but I just think there's something about the moment of bliss that sucks the life out of everyone, apart from what happened after Nia Jackson Tamina. Yeah. Dean Ambrose uh, does not give an F saviour came out. Do you remember when Batista decided that he stopped caring? Oh my and, god. And it was the best Batista had ever been. This I'm wondering if that's what we're getting with Dean. You're right. That's it. Because Remember, this was a guy who was, you know, he came out of prison last August. He looks jacked. Prison? Yeah, well, that was the joke that he went away. Oh, I see. And he came back and he just looked like he got out of prison in his vest and jeans. Yeah. And a shaved head and beard. Yeah. And then he, you know, he he, he had a germaphobe gimmick. Then he was just a straight up heel. I swear there was some kind of sort of unnatural 
gimmick that he had for a few weeks in promos. He's like, this can't happen. It's unnatural. He said it a few <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't remember that at all. That was, that was a hilariously loud laugh. Now, he is like, screw it. Yeah. I don't care. I'm leaving in April. The company's announced I'm leaving in April. I'm just going to job a lot and have fun. Someone wrote on Reddit, he should start wearing shades because all he's seeing is the house lights for the next couple of months. And it was because so, I know a lot of people are, are erring on the side of caution that this is a work. And I, I get why people do that, because you don't want to be the person that was fooled. So you just play the, oh, it was a work card. I knew it was a work all along. I don't really know where I sit on this. Because part of me does think it's a brilliant concoction between Vince and Dean, and they're working, everyone, they're working. It's Brian. I keep thinking, it's Brian Pillman, it's Brian Pillman. And then this happens, where there's no mention of the fact he was leaving, no mention of the Triple H thing last week. It's only focused on the Nia bit, and now I'm going like, no, he is leaving. Oh, he, yeah. he is leaving, and he has stopped caring. Yeah, so he says to Nia, hey, you've obviously got a crush on me. Uh, it's my raw animal magnetism oh, man. and the cra- like genuine laughs. I'm laughing at home. The crowd are laughing in the arena and he just he just dishes out zingers. Yeah. EC3 was EC1 one and, and two. 2. That was a great line. He called him a mute Chippendale dancer. Yeah, like he goes to say he hands the microphone to him and just knocks it out of his oh. hand. It was really good. So EC3 still doesn't get to talk uh, and yeah, he's, yeah, this was and if they're going to use him to get over EC3, just it's just a home run all round. Yeah. Well, this is when I thought Renee actually had a decent line, which is when he, like Dean's interviewing. He says, he's like, says, says to Alexa Bliss, oh, I'll take over this interview. And starts taking the mick out of EC3. Like, you know, where's EC1 and 2 and things like that. Not letting him answer, knocking the microphone out of his hand. And then sort of like beating him up and things like that. Or uh, EC3, that's him. And Renee just goes, I'll work on his interview skills with him at home. And I was like, good, Renee. That was that felt off the cuff good, Renee. Yeah. If she if only she was allowed to show her personality more. It almost, I could almost hear I was like, it's the real Renee. Yeah. She is still in there. And then she was shouted at. How dare you show personality? You're only meant to go, oh my, wow. Yeah. What oh, a warrior. I don't know words to old songs. <laughs> um this turned into EC3 taking on Dean Ambrose in a pretty short match, and EC3 won with a roll-up. After As a, I, jack, a jackknife. Sorry, a jackknife. I think he injured himself. Wait, EC3? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I think Sami Zayn style, he's hurt his shoulder. Something happened. I can't, I can't remember where it was, but all of a sudden he is awkwardly moving his shoulder. Oh, really? Uh, the pin happens really quickly. I don't know if this was meant to be a longer match. And then he's celebrating outside and he can only lift one arm. Interesting. And he, there was a bit when he like thumped the barricade, and I was like, "That could either be yay, I won, or god damn it, I just injured myself in my debut match." Yeah, I finally made it onto TV yeah. in a wrestling ring, and I've gone and injured myself. So watch that space. Um, I think I think EC3 is injured, but maybe it's not a big injury. Maybe it's um, maybe it'll be fine tomorrow. Maybe he just wants to join the club. He's like, "Hey, all the top stars have got injuries. Mm. If I if I also get an injury, maybe they'll think I'm a top star too." Or he's like, "I hate this mute gimmick." And he just <laughs> dives his shoulder into the ground. <laughs> Commits Harry Carey. <laughs> uh, more importantly though, this is where we saw that someone had a uh, support wrestle talk sign in the crowd. Thank- I didn't know that. Yeah, the EC3 posted up an image on his Instagram and you can see it in the background. Yes, well so, done. Well done Swap to whoever that was. Mojo Rawley cut another great mirror promo. Yeah, oh, you've skipped a segment here. 
Did I? Yeah, more Charlie. Um, me and Charlie asking how Angle feels. Like, can you win? <laughs> and um, yeah, you're pretty rubbish, Kurt. Yeah, and he said that he's, I, I was going to leave my gear at home, but something told me to bring it. Um, Probably and, the booking agents. Yep. And then Braun walks up and says, "It'll be an honor to tag with you." And then that, and that was it. Mm. Then we got the Mojo promo in the mirror. Yep. And then we got the main event. Just, uh, a, just a, a note on that Mojo oh, yeah. uh, cutting the mirror promo, which was very good. But the way that it was filmed, Mojo wasn't looking at the mirror. He was looking at the mirror so it looked to the camera. Mm. So Mojo's not looking at himself. He's Weird. Look, he's, so either they don't know how to stage things or it's done on purpose. So he's meant to be he's he's looking, looking at us. He's looking at us. It's our fault. Exactly. It's not. He's not talking to his reflection. He's talking to... Also, in kayfabe, was he just carrying this mirror around with him from town to town? In a dark room. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not dive in too, just, too deep into this. He walks Let's, up to the backstage like staff and says, like, have you got a really dark room that I can go into for a little bit? One battle at a time, Luke. And Mickey James and Nia Jax are at battle this week. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin taking on Kurt Angle and Braun Strowman was the main event in uh, a tall man match, I said in the review, apart from Kurt. I thought this was going to be Kurt finally showing some fire, showing how he can hang with the new guys. That was not what happened. He was worked over. I thought he he, he didn't show anything in this match. He did a little bit towards the end. He threw some German suplexes. He threw some angle slams. He nearly got the pin on Baron Corbin, for, what that, for whatever that's worth. Well, it wasn't anywhere near enough for me. I just like, if you're going to tell a comeback story... Frickin' tell a proper comeback story. Either have him win or have him lose again. Yeah, but have a really valiant yeah. attempt. Oh at yeah, it. if he's gonna lose, then he needs to look good in that defeat. Yeah, and then so it's all it's all really focused on Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman, and the finish was so lame. Braun beats up Drew McIntyre and Corbin too much, so the referee does the. Like, this is so rare in WWE. The referee's like, no, you're not the legal man. It's a DQ. Which, and it's not done enough to set it up as a proper finish. So the crowd uh, kind of go really cold. Like, oh, well, that we've been screwed out of a proper finish here. Really lazy, ineffective booking. Yeah, essentially, Braun was in the ring, and he went to attack Baron Corbin. And Baron was like, hey, you're not the legal man. You'll get DQ'd loudly as well. You'll get DQ'd <laughs> if you attack me. Wink. Wink. And Braun was like, I don't care. And attacks Baron. And the referee's like, I mean, he did warn you. Ding, ding, ding. And I was like, that finish sucked. Yeah. That was rubbish. Because it makes everyone look bad. Yeah, It makes right? the referee look bad, worst of all. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like... Baron was interfering in the match when he wasn't the legal man. Why Why was there no DQ for that then? Totally. Um, there was a cool spot outside where Drew claymored Braun over the barricade. That was nice. But then Braun and Kurt got on top, and rather than uh, sort of the mirror image of last week's choke slam on the steel steps bit, Braun slammed Corbin and McIntyre on some steel steps. Yeah, so does that mean that Kurt's redeemed himself? Is his storyline over now? Because he, I, I mean... They didn't win the match, but they stood tall at the end. Yeah. it's So a lot of this episode of Raw was promoted around Kurt Angle doing this really important address. And I get that you don't always have to deliver that and you can delay it and have cliffhangers for, oh, what is this announcement? You don't have to immediately pay it off. But at least tease it in an interesting way. And I thought the way they handled the whole Kurt Angle thing was so lackluster and left so much on the table. 
Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I thought that uh, the Becky segment was great, and then the rest of the show was fine. Yeah, fine to below fine. Um, so I, I mean, I gave it a low average. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go the same. It's 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 a wi- it's a weird filler episode. Like nothing much happened, and there was so it was so lacking in star power. I really felt it this week. About three hours as well. Yeah. When you're lacking star power, really, you really feel the time when there isn't like a top guy to be into, and. I, I think that that was the biggest problem with Raw this week. It almost felt like you remember when we went to go see Raw a couple of years ago, and Braun got injured, and they just found out that Braun had been injured. So they had to completely rewrite the show on the day, and you could tell because it really did feel like a we just need to fill three hours here. Send these lads. Dean Ambrose is the GM this yeah, week, and yeah. it was just like it was wacky Dean for three hours, and it was a really really boring boring episode of Raw. But it had to, and it almost felt like it was like, oh man, Seth's out, Sasha's out, all of our all of our guys and girls are out. Uh, do this, and then and we will just do all the big stuff next week before Elimination Chamber. Yeah. But like going into Elimination Chamber, what are the Raw matches? Um, there's a Ronda match, but we don't know who she's facing. We no, well, we we don't know there's a Ronda match. Well, Ronda's we could, been advertised for a match, but yeah, I guess it hasn't been done on the on TV. Yeah, John Cena was yeah. advertised to be in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Good point. Um, yeah, uh, maybe there's one match announced. I just know the Elimination Chamber match on SmackDown. So there's no tag. Well, there might be, but that might be on Raw next week. We don't know. There's no Universal Championship match. Well, there's some wim- there's some Raw women's teams in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, but I don't think that counts as a Raw match. Mm. And really, was that the- was that built on this show, other than one of the teams being added into it? Yeah. Um, which apparently was meant to happen last week, but that's when they found out that Sasha was injured, so they had to delay it till this week. Um, what else is there? Who else is on the card? Who else is on this team? Braun's not got a match. Kurt's not got a match. Drew, Baron, no one's got matches announced. Whereas, like, SmackDown, they've got the Men's Elimination Chamber, and they've also got a tag feud going on there, which, and presumably tonight, we'll find out what Asuka's doing. Mm. So the poll for Fantasy Booking Warfare has gone live. We've had suggestions come in. We've had so many suggestions that I couldn't fit them all into the Patreon poll, because you're only allowed a maximum of 20, and we actually had 25. Well, we've got a lot of... Pledgehammers. Yeah, so unfortunately not everyone has made it into the list, but I've taken out the ones that I think were meant to be there as jokes, like Vacant's first successful title Mm, win. That would be very difficult. Or um, Pledgehammer Dan's debut in NXT UK (laughs) uh, as the manager of Walter. Um, Like he needs a manager. Uh, So would you like to hear... If it was Dan, it would work. (laughs) Just chop him. Choppy's manager. We'll we'll book it to the eventual breakup and face turn for Walter. Uh, so, would you like to hear the suggestions? The twenty suggestions that are in oh there. We're going to get like we're going to get live reactions from Ollie Davis. I haven't seen them yet. EC3 versus John Cena at WrestleMania. That's uninspiring. John Cena versus Hiroshi Tanahashi in a hair versus hair oh, match. Oh, now we're talking, especially with John Cena's recent locks. Uh, Triple H and his attempt to usurp Vince as WWE chairman. I feel like I've booked this. In every single one, it, it comes up recently. a lot. I think it actually was suggested at least three times by various different people, but in various different wording. Well, it's like all our NXT invasion stuff, uh, the undisputed era stuff, always kind of works in Triple H taking over the company. Yeah, uh, revisionist history: the reign of Finn Balor as Universal Champion. Hey, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, to go back and do something that's already happened. Here's what I'm pushing for, but it's not going to win. A good old-fashioned wrestling wedding. Yes, that'd but, be awesome. But that's only on 2% of the votes. That is not winning. Uh, the first big WWE Women's Tag Title feud. 
was Dan's suggestion. Hmm. Um, who who would you have get married? Well, I mean, obviously, you would do Alexa Bliss and EC3, right? Like, that's the obvious direction to go uh-huh. at the moment. Uh-huh. And then it's it's all a ruse, and she actually marries Otis. Yeah. But she can't be Mrs. Dozovich, because... No. Dozovich doesn't exist as a name anymore. So he would be Mr. Bliss. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why didn't they drop Bliss? Why isn't she just Alexa? Well, why isn't John Cena John? Yeah. Um, so here's some more suggestions. Kenny Omega's first storyline in AEW. That'd be difficult without a roster, but uh, probably something Jericho involved, I would go. Triple H versus Dean Ambrose at Mania 35. That would be fun. Um, this one, I feel like we've done this before, but four horsewomen versus horse four four horsewomen MMA rules at Mania thirty five. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre's run from Elimination Chamber to SummerSlam. <laughs> Mid card. <laughs> I like this one, but this is not going to win either. The end of the brand split. Ah. And sort of like the unification of yeah, titles. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, this one looks like it's likely to win at the moment. The Velveteen Dream's main roster debut. Yeah, that is fun. You'll love. He's he's, gr- he's a great character to play with as well. Yeah, you'll love this because it's the sort of storyline that you absolutely hate being suggested. AEW invade WWE. Oh my god, that's so big. <laughs> we just did NXT invading yeah. uh, WWE, and we don't know who's on the roster. What's uh, how much of the percentage of the vote has that got? Uh, that has got five percent of the votes and compared who's... to Velveteen Dream's twenty percent okay, currently. Okay, okay. So it's I don't think that's going to win. Uh, Velveteen Dream versus John Cena at Mania Thirty Five. Um, lots of people versus John Cena apparently. Andrade's main roster push. Uh, Conor mm-hmm. McGregor versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That's cool. Rebook the Summer of Punk. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. What's that on? Uh, that is on 7%. So it's Ooh. about the same as AEW Invades Raw. Uh, Bray Wyatt's return to the main roster. That could be... I mean, we've done we've done a, a new Wyatt family thing. No, we've done Bray Wyatt versus Matt, Matt Hardy, Hardy before, yeah, in way a back broken when. universe. Before Matt Hardy had even come to WWE. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With 0% uh, currently, Shayna Baszler's main roster debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tommaso Ciampa versus John Cena at WrestleMania. Huh. Those are our suggestions thus far. Um, so yeah. And the top three are? Top three currently are. So um, Velveteen Dream is with 20%. Uh, in second place currently is Triple H's attempt to usurp Vince as WWE chairman with 16%. So that's actually quite close. And after that, I guess, it would be Bray Wyatt's return to the main roster with 8% of the votes. Mm. Currently the standing at the time of this recording. Although that is also tied with uh, the reign of Finn Balor as Universal Champion. Okay. We actually, I mean, we had our first tie. Uh, this, That's crazy, This yeah. past weekend with what we're going to do for Wrestle Ramble Extra between Elimination Chamber 2011 and No Way Out 2000. So I had to put up an extra poll, and up until about half an hour before that poll closed, it was 50-50. And I was That's like, crazy. guys, pick one. I'm asking you, pick one. And have you unveiled the winner? So we have not unveiled the winner yet, but the winner is Elimination Chamber 2011 mm. won. 53% of the votes won in that poll. That's crazy. So, yes, we, I've started watching yesterday. I've got about an hour left of it, which I'm hoping to do this afternoon. Uh, yeah, well, it's, it's uh, thick and fast for the Patreons at the moment. Isn't it just? I feel the relaunch has gone really well with Wrestle League because we'll be doing Elimination Chamber predictions for that next week. Yep. Uh, Crikey, it's next week, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. And Wrestle Ramble Extra will go up on Monday. Uh, we had Ramble Club oh, go mate. up yesterday. To the, the first proper new full format. I loved 
doing Ramble Club. Because you I just gen- got drunk. It, well, it's it's not just that. It was just it's just fun to just like sit around and just chat for ages. Like we yeah. did, we ch- it's nearly two hours long that podcast, and we just sat there and we just chatted, and people suggested topics for us to talk about. Like, it was our a rubbish attempt at live streaming because I put up a post on Patreon and then we just answered questions as they came in. I, I had a blast doing it. It was so much fun. And listening back to it, it is really, really good. Let's, uh, let's have a look at some of the feedback from it. We talk about Pornhub. We do. Poor old Dan was a bit afraid that it might not be for him. Oh, yeah? But yeah. it was okay? Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I assume he's listened to it. A lot of, uh, I mean, him and Marcel Dürer, our German contingent, really getting in, uh, excited about the 16 karat gold conversation yes, yeah. and Dan forwarding me the uh, WXW website <laughs> because that has got the dates for 16 karat gold my argument to that though when I type in 16 karat gold wrestling 2019 and WXW's website is not the first result someone needs to have a word with their their website team. their SEO guys yeah because yeah. that's that's poor form. So here's just some of the rave reviews coming in for this new sort of format edition of Ramble Club where we just get drunk and talk about everything. We get drunk, but we have drinks. We have drinks, yeah. Although um, Phil has commented, how pissed is Ollie at the start of recording? I think you were just merry. That was my first drink. Yeah, it was your first drink. You were just excited <clears throat> to be set down. Yeah. I think you were giddy as well because we were going to go to the pub and play Smash Up. Yes. Uh Good old-fashioned rambling at its finest. Oh. I could listen for hours. Me too, mate. Uh, good show, lads. I'll hopefully listen to it before the weekend. Hasn't even listened to the show. Still into it. Holy S-word. This is going to be fun. Uh, by the way, I love how you can hear a beer can opening. Great Foley work. Um... Uh, and that's all of the comments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get out of here, this email comes in from Jasmine, um, who says, Hi, Ollie, Laurie, Randy, and Luke. Brackets, I saved the best for last. I found this random video on YouTube, and it seemed like it was right up your video game alley. I hope you enjoy. Uh, sending a lot of love from Florida. Thank you very much, Jasmine. Uh, this is, and I actually do know this because I'm a subscriber to this YouTube channel. Mm. It is a person who does insane domino setups. Oh, yes. And this is like a giant, it's over, I think he said over one million dominoes. Good grief. Because How long does that take? Well, yeah, it's a setup because he's got like, he's made 21 videos and it's essentially just all of his dominoes just going over. Look how satisfying that wow, is. Wow, this is great audio content. Oh, look how satisfying. Oh my God, it's so big. You talking about uh, EC3's bank balance? Yeah. yeah, there it goes. I like the ones when they fall. Yeah. Some some people just want to watch the dominoes fall. Yeah, absolutely. It's the line from Batman, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it is. We have still yet to hear a fire alarm test, so uh, what, what's well, our time Well, I, I presume like? the fire alarm, that like maybe the test has happened, it doesn't work. <laughs> maybe. Um, let's have this quick email here. This comes in from Max. Hi, Ollie, Luke, Fakador, and not Randy. Well uh, I was listening to your podcast from last year titled Favourite WWE Pay-Per-Views Ever, WWE Gimmick Swaps. That was a really old show. Mm. Uh, and you were mentioning that one of your wishes is to have videos of you guys playing N64 wrestling games and recreating your childhood creator wrestler avatars. Do it. It would be super <laughs> fun and also more gaming content definitely could be uh, it could be a good thing. Maybe a sister channel with five question marks, like a fun vlog channel of your life slash work in the studio, etc. Also, more live events, please. Do you have one planned in the near future? Love with a little with the 
greater than sign with a three, so it yes. makes it a little heart. Yeah. It's from Max. Oh, thanks, Max. Well, we are talking about a potential uh, uh, live event coming up soon. Fakador keeps talking about it, like the big plans he's got. I yeah. don't know. He's I don't not, know what he's talking about. But though. he mutters sometimes as well. Like, I, I, I'm starting to wonder whether or not there was a, there really was a fire alarm test, and he's just coming in to try and distract us. I just, it was weird how he went, I don't know if the, the mics picked it up, how he evilly cackled, mm. and then the, and then the door fully closed. Yeah. So we saw him, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm sure it's fine. Thank you very much for your email, Cody. Uh, the great closed debates rages on, but unfortunately we've got to, we've got to wrap this up because <laughs> I don't want to get into this thing again. 36, 36 inches is 36 inches no matter where you are in the world. That is, that is just a, that is a, that's a size. No. It doesn't work that If way. you have 50 milliliters of water, that is 50 milliliters of water. That is a that is a definite size. There's a definite weight of something. Anyway, uh, that's all we've got time for on this show. It makes me so angry. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review. Which SmackDown women's team is just going to be added into the chamber? They don't have to qualify for things. They just added the Iconics over the weekend. Um, so that's all we've got time for. Let's We'll see you tomorrow. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.